is David Howard Thornton, but you might know me as Art the Clown from the movie Terrifier, and you're listening to the Atomic Podcast. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, and here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today, he's an actor extraordinaire, Mr. David Howard Thornton. David, how are you? Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah, doing great. It was just funny, because we were just talking a little before I started recording, you know, you're living in Astoria now, and, you know, I used to live in that area with roommates and whatnot, so it's just kind of crazy. It's a small world. Like, every time I talk to somebody who lives in the city, it's just, I feel like I still have a connection to there. Like, oh my god, Grand Cafe, this over there. It's so amazing, Yeah, man. It, it's so weird how the city is. It's like, you know, nine million people if you're getting such a small world. Yeah, and actually, uh, Trauma Studios is around there, because I, 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 I visited yeah. there and talked to Lloyd over there. It's, I forgot what exactly where, but it's a little bit farther out, but... That's around oh, that yeah, area yeah, too. It's out here. It's out here. Yeah. Um, actually, Catherine, that was in our film. Um, she she's in uh, Return to Newcom High in the first, uh, both of those. Yeah, I know. I've been I've been trying to get. Yeah, I've been trying to get Catherine on too. Wow, this is this is amazing, David. That's awesome, man. And you're originally from Alabama, right? I am. I am <laughs> Huntsville, Alabama. Is the good part of the state. <laughs> oh, are you a wrestling fan? Because I think are you a wrestling fan by chance or no? Uh, I used to be way back in the day, but I haven't kept up in like the past 20 years or so. Oh, because there's a wrestler called Beautiful Bobby Eaton of the Midnight Express, and his hometown is Huntsville, Alabama. So just wonder if you heard really? of him. Really? That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so tell me about Huntsville, man. What's the population like? Is it like the Midwest over here where it's like population 6,000 where I'm at or something? Is it like that? Yeah, small? it's, I mean, I would say Huntsville's like a modestly sized city. I mean, it's it's not as big as Birmingham or Mobile, but it's getting up there. It's, it's been growing a lot. I mean, Huntsville's a big, huge engineering town. It's like uh, this is where NASA first started. So it's a town of like rocket scientists, like Boeing, Lockheed Martin, NASA, Marshall Space Flight Center. All that's based out of Huntsville. So it's just it, it's a it's a very smart city. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is? Um... I think we have like the highest. Oh, I, I, we have like the, I think the highest PhDs per capita in the world, actually. There. Holy shit. Is there... Is, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Is there a typical, like, a Huntsville, Alabama tradition out there? Is there like a staple that's like, I don't know, food-wise or something like that out there? Oh, barbecue. Is a, barbecue? We have, um, right outside of Huntsville is this place called Big Bob Gibson's Barbecue, and we have an offshoot of it just called Gibson's Barbecue in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. And Gibson usually wins like the barbecue competitions in in the nation. So it's just like I kind of grew up on the nation's best barbecue. So <laughs> <laughs> we we like our barbecue. Well, so I guess going to New New York, there's not really good barbecue. Have you been to Dallas BBQ? There's that's not as good as the Huntsville barbecue. Yeah, right? no, that uh, <laughs> yeah, Dallas is cheap. That is that's that's crappy barbecue. Like. <laughs> Dallas, Dallas BBQ, they, they slather everything in sauce. So that's just not how, how you do barbecue. You know, it's like it, it, the meat should you know, speak for itself. You need a little bit of sauce maybe, but, you know, the meat should be good enough where you don't need a lot of sauce. Uh, <laughs> are you a fan of Korean barbecue? I, I've had a little bit of that. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's, it, it's not so the barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it, 
I know it, it's totally not the same though, right? Totally not the same. Oh, totally not the same. <laughs> Man, so um, yeah, how, my <laughs> um, how long you been acting? I've been acting basically my whole entire life. I kind of, I guess, came out of the womb acting. I, I grew up doing like <laughs> church theater and stuff like that. Oddly enough, considering what I'm doing now. With wow, life, but, what a big yeah. difference! Holy crap! <laughs> oh yeah, went from you know, doing plays about Jesus to you know. <laughs> killing people say as you do wow <laughs> what a transition <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh so um um so the bug hit you at an early age then it basically hit you at an early age yeah yeah it really especially when i got more to like my late middle school high school age that's when like my i was really shy in school because i got bullied a lot and so my mom wanted me to break out of my shell so she's like why don't you get into doing theater you know like doing like community theater i'm like oh okay so i did that and i got in after several times audition i finally got cast in the show and i i discovered you know what a joy it was just to, like have people laughing with me instead of at me like they were at school and i was like oh this is nice i like this i like entertaining people like this this is great so things kind of clicked then for me I guess in my head, so, yeah. and I went from there. I mean, I did, I actually didn't get a degree in t theater though. I actually I uh, got a degree in teaching because I was trying to be pragmatic and everything. And then I, I had a few life changes, like when my mom passed away while I was in college and stuff like that. So that kind of changed my whole thought process about what I want to do with my life, and decided to go into acting instead. Wow, I'm saying you said you got bullied a lot. Like you know, a, a lot of people nowadays bully is like the big thing now where a lot of people are getting bullied like was it like like uh like physically getting like ruffled or whatnot or like mental oh, abuse both. Yeah, yeah both oh, both, okay. both verbal and physical abuse definitely yeah so because i was you know in alabama everything is all about sports especially football and baseball mm -hmm. i was not much of an athlete as a kid and especially that age i, I everybody else was already hitting puberty i was a late yeah, and so I was this short, little, skinny, like glasses wearing, braces wearing, geek yeah. <laughs> that was still a boy soprano at the time, and so <laughs> everybody bullied me. I was like, yeah, I was like, I like to sing and I like to play piano and I like to act, and you know, that's not in the South where everything's football, football, football. Yeah. Something not right with you, boy. <laughs> I was I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you pulled out the accent and I didn't because I was about to do that. So I'm glad you did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it, you know they, they sometimes value the wrong things, I think. Yeah, you know, like, like, are you a man or aren't you a man? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was ridiculous. There's always that battle between athletics and, like, academia in, in my hometown. And it was just like, it's even in my high school, which we were, when I was in my high school at Grissom, we were like the one of the top 10 high schools in the nation, yet there was still that battle between athletics versus everything else. It's like all the money always went to football and basketball and baseball and stuff like that. We had like an overcrowded school. We had like 30 portals outside the school. And after I left, they decided to add more onto the school. But instead of adding more classrooms, they decided to add a second gym because the wrestling team needed a place to practice. Oh my! God. It sounds, it's like it sounds like Revenge of the Nerds. It's like, What's that? Yeah, it, it was so ridiculous. It's like this. Boot, I mean, they look at us like, "Well, this is the sports that bring all the money to the school." I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
it was just it was maddening. Like we would have like the dance classes and the, the theater classes, having to share the same stage and stuff like that during the day, and it was, it was just it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. But you know, that wrestling team's got to have a place to practice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know how we do in the south. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. I'm yeah. probably gonna get some of you for that. <laughs> nah, I doubt that. I doubt that. You know, what, what they're going to yeah. do? They're going to drive down to, to New York City and be like, what you doing, boy? What you been saying? Nah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just kidding. True. But, you know, you, you see that everywhere, really, in the U.S., where it's like, you know, sports are always, always you know, put to the forefront of, I can't talk all of a sudden, forefront <laughs> of, yeah. you know, things, especially over the arts. The arts always get the shaft in the, the schools. And it's, it's a shame because it, there, there's more of an intellect value to the to an arts education than there is to you know putting all that money and effort yeah. into the sports programs and stuff like that yeah. so I'm just like ugh, it drives me nuts yeah. it's always driven me nuts yeah. <laughs> that's one of my soapboxes I'm like you know <laughs> come on <laughs> come on but it's kind of cool because like when you you're going into the arts you found the love for it doing it even though you you know you pretty yes. much got there just to get out of the bullying but you pretty much fell in love with it right Oh yeah, definitely so. It's, it's just, it's great. It's just, it's, it's just you know, it's, it's very fulfilling because you, you, like, it's one of the best jobs in the world to me because yeah, I, I make a living making people happy. You know, like that, that's great. Oh, awesome! And then um, you also did tours as well. Mm-hmm. I, I toured for uh, about, I, I did five tours with uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas the musical. Oh wow! I, I understudied uh, Stephen Carl who. Recently passed away from cancer. He was Robbie Rotten on Lazy Town, wow. but I was his uh, understudy for the Grinch, and I also played Grandpa Who in that show. So that, was, that was a lot of fun. Got to see a lot of the U.S. that way. Oh, well, is it is it it's it good doing it in, in front of a live crowd and doing the same role over and over again? Like it, 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 like you felt comfortable? Yeah, with it? yeah. I mean, it, it was fun. I, I was starting to get a little bit burned out by the end though. Because <laughs> like I've celebrated how many like over three hundred something Christmases, and I was like, okay, I'm kind of tired of this. <laughs> That's enough Christmas for me for a lifetime, I think. <laughs> yeah. So Christmas is not your favorite holiday, I, I take it. <laughs> no, 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 not really. No. <laughs> is it Halloween? Yeah, more more so Halloween. I enjoy Halloween. It's a lot more fun. Ah, <laughs> uh, and also, um, you played the Joker in the YouTube series Nightwing Escalation. How was that, man? And how you get involved in that project? Oh, that was a, sh- a pure joy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. it. Put a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's the Joker's the best role in the world. Is he's the, my favorite villain of all time. So I, I love every minute of doing that role. I'm not, I, I, that's like a role I could do for the rest of my life, and I'd be happy. Wow, wow! How how did you get involved in that? Um, I randomly got it just through a friend. He, we were taking a voiceover class together, and he's like, "Hey, I just auditioned for this." <clears throat> Sorry, I just got choked. That's uh, all right. <laughs> auditioned for this. Uh, <laughs> got choked on my own spit. That takes a real talent there. <clears throat> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> read into that while you will <laughs> but, um, 
You said it, not me. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we were, we were taking voiceover class together. He's like, yeah, I, I just recently auditioned for this uh, web series called Nightwing Escalation. I was like, and they're looking for a Joker, and I think you would be perfect for it. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I just went in and auditioned for it. And I got the part, so I was like, well, sweet. <laughs> wow. How many episodes are there? If um, I, so we're still filming the third season, which is the final season. So, so far, I've only filmed like two or three episodes, but I, I still got some more to film whenever we, it's all fan made. So we only film when we all can get together. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> it's okay. free to film. So yeah, that's, that's the hard part of it. I mean, I actually have not filmed a Joker scene in over two years. Wow. So it's like, oh, I'm ready to go back in. Wow. Well, what what part of the company is that for YouTube? Is that that's not part of the Bat of the Sun, is it? No, no. It's just it's purely fan made. It's, uh-huh. it's not affiliated with anybody. Ah, okay, okay, no problem. And then you know you've done yeah. other you've done other roles too as well. But um, what I want, what I'm curious about, what led you to the role of Terrifier and Art the Clown? Yeah, um, that was you know purely serendipitous thing because like the original art didn't want to come back um, like <laughs> Jen Ellie who you know did uh, All Hallows Eve and Ninth Circle yeah. so he originated the character and he, he I think he just decided to retire from acting and decided to do other things with his life Wow! so they had originally cast another actor just to do the, the pilot not the pilot but the trailer for the, um, the film before they even like had finished casting the film or I, I think even writing the film for they're just making a teaser trailer and he didn't want to do it because he didn't want to wear the contact lenses <laughs> really so it just wow. i was like what what an idiot <laughs> <laughs> but he's kicking himself in the butt right now wow. but um so it, it it just came up where there's like uh i I was I was in between jobs at the moment because I had just gotten back from tour and I was you know just taking time off to audition and I was auditioning and auditioning and auditioning and I came across this audition on Actors Access which is a website for uh, actors to find auditions through mm-hmm. and they were looking for a tall skinny guy that had clowning or physical comedy experience to play the quote unquote role of a lifetime and I was already familiar with the character anyway from All Hallows Eve. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, yes, I have to do this. I can totally do this. This is totally my role. And so I, I contacted my uh, reps and had them submit me for it, and the rest is history. Oh my god, that's awesome. And you had no problem with the context, I, <laughs> I assume. No, no, it was, that, was, that was, you know, easy for me. And, yeah. You know, a lot of people think, because, you know, he doesn't talk or anything like that, so yeah. it's all physical. They're people think it's a challenge but i mean it is a challenge but i mean i've done physical comedy my whole entire life so that's especially when i did grinch i I had stefan who is a master in physical comedy so he taught me a lot more helped me fine-tune all of that so i had those skills already so it was it was an easier transition for me than it might have been for some other actors yeah you know a lot of roles you had were pretty much besides the joker is like pure honest type roles um this kind of role is kind of perverse and bizarre and kind of twisted in a way um how did you incorporate you know your your upbringing and yourself into getting you know even though you know your role is silent 
you know, seeing 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 you act out is like you have like the sinister look, and you know everything is like you said everything is going. You're going through everything with your emotions, facial wise, body wise. Like, how did you? What what mindset did you push yourself in? Um, I basically just um tapped into my. I have a database in my head. I call it just, just like I grew up on the old silent films, all the old old like comedies, you know. Keaton, Chaplin, Marx Brothers, all that kind of stuff, and I also loved Mr. Bean growing up. So I, I, you know, <laughs> I was just always digesting all that stuff and just compiling all that stuff in my head for you know years. And Jim Carrey, Doug Jones, all that kind of just, just boom, yes. boom, absorbing it, absorbing, it, absorbing it. And so I, I kind of took all of that and took you know my love for like Freddy Krueger and you know Jason Mike Myers Chucky all that kind of stuff it just kind of blended all that together in my head and that's how I came up with my version of art yeah um, he's a clown first of all so he's got to have some you know funny <laughs> funny like characteristics to him but you also have that have that creepy sinister side so it's like you know that was an interesting blend of those two roles that I love <laughs> yeah I know, and if you see, like, the reviews out there, it's, like, mixed reviews. You get people who hate it and people who totally love it and, like, people who, who love I, Art the know, Clown, I, you know? <laughs> yeah, you get, you get, you always will get the haters. I mean, like, you know, different things appeal to different people, especially with horror. You know, there are different things that scare different people. Mm-hmm. And I, I think some of the hate that comes to the film, they, they don't understand what we were trying to actually do with the film. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, because we, we made it as an homage to the old, you know, slasher films from the 70s and 80s that yeah. were, you know, not necessarily heavy on plot or character development, but it was more about the killer and that, the hunt. Yeah. The hunt for his victims yeah. and stuff like that. So that's what we were doing. We, was, we even, like, downgraded the, the film quality to give it more of that, that grindhouse look. Yeah. You see, because um, that so, movie, so, I had... Yeah, I said, because that movie I had to watch by myself because oh, yeah. my wife is not into that type of type of movie horror like that. <laughs> but like when it just starts out, man, it's just it's just crazy from the beginning. You're like, oh my oh, god, yeah. you know? And oh yeah, <laughs> and, and and the kills, man, the kills, holy crap, you know, like what? Oh, well, we wanted to go back to the basics. There, it's like that's something I've noticed has been sorely lacking in so many horror films lately. They've been so. T- pain when it comes to the kills as opposed to how they used to be yeah you know a lot of it's so disappointing a lot of horror films nowadays follow the same tropes as any you know a lot of horror films nowadays but this one just like you said it just took it back it's very raw very gore there's a lot of gore it's and it's it's you it's like you're not you're not saying nothing but your actions and your motivations is just like it's so twisted man it's just whoa you know, it's out there. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think also we, you know, uh, there, but there's that, you know, that that fun quality to the film yes. as well. It's yes. just like we were having fun with it, and I think that's what you know. So many horror films recently have lost is the 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 ability to have fun with the material. Yeah, and enjoy it is just like yeah, this is supposed to be fun in its own way. They've gotten so serious of trying to be so dramatic and thought provoking. They've got what. <laughs> made these so entertaining back in the day it's like there's a fun factor to them yeah um how many days was um was you on set 
Um, all together over the course of like about how long? <laughs> a year and a half. I was on set about twenty some odd times. Yeah, I can't remember the exact count, but yeah. <laughs> and how long did it take for the makeup to go on you? Uh, usually at least four hours. It would sometimes be more because Damien was. Yeah, uh, my he was not only the director, but he also did the special effects. Oh wow! The, and all, okay. he also wrote it, so he would you know sometimes have to do a little bit of my makeup. Then he would have to go and set up a shot, come back do my makeup again, go film the shot, come back and do some more on my makeup. You know, so I, I would sometimes get in the chair at about four o'clock in the afternoon, get out of the chair at midnight just to go film. Holy crap! Wow. Yeah. Like, did you scare yourself looking in the mirror? Occasionally, I forget because I got so used to wearing it. Uh, like, be washing my hands or something like that in the bathroom. I look up and I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Especially when it was later at night and I was getting delirious and I'll just forget. And I was like, oh, yep, yeah, that's me. That's me. Don't worry, David. That's me. <laughs> um, that's how was it like working with the actors, Catherine and the rest of them? How was it? Oh, everybody was awesome. Everybody was just like, we all had fun. We're like, as soon as the, the cameras would stop rolling, we'd just start cracking jokes and goofing around and stuff like that. So, you know, we tried to keep it light on set. So we all had a good time. Yeah. Um. Will, will there yeah. be a sequel? Oh, oh definitely, definitely. Uh, Damien's in the process of, you know, writing the first draft of it right now. So uh, I think after he does that, we're going to start trying to shop it to studios because we, we definitely want to get a studio behind us for the next one so we have a bigger budget. Because <laughs> yeah. we have a lot of crazy ideas and we need a bigger budget to be able to do those ideas. So it's like, so here's hoping. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that was like the 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 cool point of it that it was very low budget and it was very intimate when it's low budget because it's like everything is just raw and gritty. It remind me, matter of fact, it remind me like of a dark night walking home. You keep waiting for the Q thirty two bus and there's no bus coming in the story of Queens sort of feel. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know how that is. <laughs> I know that feeling. Oh, I know that feeling. It's like oh, and there's that that, that is strange person just standing at the end of the corner of the street and just kind of just staring at you and you're like, okay, buddy. Okay, yeah. okay hurry up, bus. Hurry up, hurry up. Yeah. Have you ever been on the bus in Queens where the guy is singing all the way to a stop? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, you have? You know what I'm talking about, right? Especially, yeah, well, also, especially on the train, you get that all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get the break dancers who want their their, their money oh, for their school trip. Yeah. Oh, Show. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. My name. <laughs> I am. I am not trying to do this for my basketball team. This is for a good cause. I am trying to get off the street. Give me. It's just the same spiel every time. It's just like, oh boy, there's no no emotion in the voice at all. As you can tell, that you, I, I I remember one, like one time I was on the train and they had one of the guys with the kid. And he's, I think this is the kid's like training experience. And he's like, he's like, and I have to, uh, uh, and the guy's over in the corner goes, uh, you just give him the rest of the line. He's like, oh yeah. I, <laughs> it's like, oh jeez. Oh, this, this is a whole script they have to learn to do this. It's just like, oh God, no. <laughs> um. It, it's sad. It's sad. I'm like, I should be ragging on kids like that because you know they're you're, they're trying to get money, but I'm like, 
and I was like, "Isn't it just?" Sometimes I'm just like, "I just want to read my Kindle. Leave me alone." Yeah. <laughs> like the, my train time was always my decompression time, where I'm just like trying to just you know center myself. Like I just want to read. I don't want to hear you know, all these sob stories and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my like, god. No, 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 no. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the guy is still around. He was in the movie Kids. Um, it's a black guy who has no legs with the with the silver can bucket. I see him once, but that was like when I was in freaking. Uh, oh yeah, I think I, I was think still seeing him. Like in, in a story, we we had we'd always get this older lady that would get on the, the train that had a, the the the. the keyboard thing that you blow into yes oh my god yeah, she was always doing it especially during the holiday season she would go on there and do jingle bells and she'd, jingle bells jingle bells <laughs> jingle all the way yeah, but she's not playing the right notes yeah. <laughs> like, or she'd do godfathers and then she and if you didn't get money to her she'd get really mad at you oh my we had god her and we had coach he was always if you can't give me money Give me a smile. Yes. If someone, yes. It, 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 oh my if God. If someone smile at him, he'd get mad, and yeah. everybody on the train start cussing us out. Yeah. Oh my. I'm like, God. look, dude. It's eight o'clock on a Monday morning in Queens. None of us are tourists. We're all living here. We're tired. Please stop. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my the best moment was with the Showtime guys with the, the guy, get on the. Box at the same time, like an eight o'clock train on yeah. Monday morning, and they get on, turn on the music, and this guy reaches over and just turns the music off. Oh shit! And the kids are like, "Whoa, what are you doing, man? I, everybody else on here wants to see our Showtime, ain't that right? Everybody, everybody wants to see Showtime." And I kid you not, everybody on the train at the same time goes, "No!" <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> That was a rebel. Like, well, <laughs> screw you guys. Wow. We'll get off here, <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a that was a totally rebel train. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it was like no one was having it. It was it was one of those beautiful moments where all of us were in sync. We're like, yeah, get off the train. None of us want to get kicked in the face with your flips or anything like that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> In your mind, you're like, I left Alabama for this, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, so many times. I'm like, uh, <laughs> oh man, like, come on, man, <laughs> come on. Oh, man. I, I, I've seen so many stupid things happen, especially those Showtime guys. There's like one time the guy's in mid flip and the train came to an abrupt stop but he didn't stop and he kept flying he was upside down and like flies into one of the bars and lands on his head oh shit it's like yep and no one no one took pity on him wow everybody's like yeah that's why you don't do that yep you see that's the thing like new yorkers when they're going to work (laughs) we're going to work and we're in a mood we don't give a fuck we're just like okay whatever you know yeah we're like yeah do stupid things that's what will happen man <laughs> that's why you don't do flips on the train oh man <laughs> now get up <laughs> you're blocking the exit <laughs> oh. oh um um this is a random question for you did you find a good barber out there i i do that's, i i have this great like here uh, where i live it's like there's a um 
I live in Little Egypt, so. Oh, you have the you go to the Moroccan barbershop? The Moroccan ones? Yes, yes. Oh my God! There's a yes. guy with a beard. He gives I you tea. Love them. Yeah. Oh no, I've never gotten tea there. They don't give me tea this. Really? Month, but I mean, there's oh. the nicest guys. I've gone there for like five years. It, yeah, it's they're just the nice. I love them. I love this, but they're all Moroccan. So I, I've learned so much about Morocco. Yes. From these guys. Yes. Like, I, apparently, a, there's a big population of Moroccans that speak Japanese. What? Because they've learned to speak Japanese because they get so many Japanese tourists. Oh, that is so That's random. Awesome. That's something you would never think of that when you think of Morocco. I'm like, that's awesome. I've learned so much from these guys. Oh. I love them. It's like every time I walk in, hello, my friend. I'm like, hey, yeah. guys. Oh, my God. That's where I used to <laughs> go, I too. Is it right at the corner, like, where on the same block there's that, like, like there's like a, is a Moroccan store, it's like a grocery store, and then there's a bakery? No, no, no. This is, this is just on Steinway, like, midway up on my street in Steinway. Ah, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I love them. They, they recently just got a little thing in there for kids. There's a little uh, car seat like shaped like a car so the kids can sit in it. So I'm like, that's cute. Oh, so they can have fun with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're just the nicest guys. I just, I just Every time I go in there, I just enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, see, that's the, the thing is about men, they never cheat on their barbers unless they're on vacation or something like that. So I'm sure you go, exactly. <laughs> you don't go exactly. nowhere else. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like these these are my guys. These are my guys. So I was like, yeah, ever, ever since I moved to this neighborhood, that's where I've always gone. Oh man, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. God, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. Oh no, no, you you're fine. <laughs> All right, no, I I was going to say so um loving the city, living in the city, um where do you see yourself, let's say 2 years from now? Like you still see yourself oh, in God. the city? That's always hard to you know, say because, like, especially with this career, you never know. I mean, I've yeah. been meaning to move out to L.A. for years. Yeah. <laughs> every time I was like, I'm moving to L.A., something ends up keeping me here in the city. So I, I've got, I've learned where I just can't sit and plan, like, where I'm going to be even six months from now. I have no idea where this life is going to take me. But, you know, I just plan to keep on doing what I'm doing. That's what I plan to keep on doing. Yeah. Where I'm going to be, I have no idea. But, you know, as long as I'm still entertaining people, that's what matters to me. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest takeaway you could take from being involved in the entertainment field? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would say, you know, ah, just network with people. Yeah. Because everybody's connected somehow. And uh, on that same note, don't be a dick. <laughs> just don't be a dick. Be grateful for what you're doing. Because, <sighs> you know, the most talented of people I have met, met in this field, uh, field, God, I'm having, I need more coffee. <laughs> but, uh, like, they are, like, the most talented people are usually the nicest and most humble people. And it, there's a reason people want to keep working with them. It's because they're so genuine and so nice. And it word gets around if you're dick to people especially on set and stuff like that and so that's what that's what i tell people just yeah we're, we're, 
those of us that are actors and we get to do this, you know, just be grateful for what we get to do because there are so many people that want to do this and they don't get that opportunity. So, you know, it's like, yeah, enjoy it. Have fun with it. Yeah. Don't take it for granted. Yeah. Especially in New York, being there, like, I, you know, there's a lot of people so high in their own shit sometimes. It's like, you know, like, oh, oh. I, I've done a commercial, so don't talk to me or whatever. It's like, okay, you know. Oh. <laughs> People, Especially because yeah. I've, I've done so much musical theater, and that's something I've noticed between like musical theater auditions and auditions for anything else. Like, it, there's there's always like it, there's this cattiness that I yes. see in the musical theater auditions. Everybody trying to one up each other. I was, oh, I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this. I'm like, yeah, that's what you did. That's great. Yay for you. Yeah. But that has no impact on what I do. And it's like, yeah. And I think there's a lot. Of, people just trying to psych people out yeah but all, you know in, in in the long run all that matters is that what you do in your audition you're responsible for you so don't try playing the head games with other people and stuff like that and on the flip side when i especially with the voiceover world when i've gone in for these auditions for voiceover you don't have that everybody's having fun i like i i remember like one audition i went in for a creo black commercial for transformers it was a they were looking for someone that could do Optimus Prime. Yeah. And ultimately, they ended up just not even going that route. They just had a teenager come in and voice the, the thing. So it was just like, oh, well, weird. But, like, we're in there, and it. there were some guys there that didn't – they were older men, and they didn't understand – they're like, who is Optimus Prime? What does this guy sound like? So I just pull out my phone. I'm like, this is this is Peter Cullen, you know, yeah. the Autobots rule out that whole yeah. thing. And I'm like, this is you know, this is what he sounds like. So we're all practicing the voice together, and it's like we're all encouraging each other because what we realize is like, yeah, these auditions is like you just do your best. You have no control over how really it turns out being. So it's like, you, you know, it's ultimately whatever the people like the they're casting that's what they go with so it's like yeah just have fun with it and you know support each other and that's what it is it's like i i like one of my good friends he's now the voice of uh starscream on like one of the uh, recent transformer series like frank Tadaro. he's we're, we're up against each other especially when he lived here in new york we're up each, against each other for so many of the same roles because we're we're both fighting very diverse with our character voices and yeah. stuff like that but it was uh, never, we had that that fun rival each other but it was it was never like bitter or anything it was like yeah and so like if he got cast i was really happy i was like yeah great i'm glad i went to frank uh, did he move he moved to new york i mean he moved to uh, california yeah he's out in la now yeah okay so i'm proud of him so i'm like oh, look look at us we're conquering both coasts right now so that's good and he's doing great out there i'm so proud of him i'm like i'm always happy to see anytime he gets something out there i'm like yeah Frank, yeah. he's the dude's talented, so talented. Oh, that's awesome! You that, that's how it is in this this community. It's just like yeah, it's like especially with the voiceover and film community. There's a lot more support going on, and I like that. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of um, California, uh, New York, Atlanta. There's a lot of big home bases for like TV shows and films. And I think Spider Man is being currently filmed in what Queens and Thirty uh, Fourth Street. I think they recently did right. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> that that's something I really enjoyed about the latest Spider-Man film. Is like that's the first time where it actually looked like Queens, yeah. like a true depiction of how Queens is. Like you, you look at his high school, and it wasn't just a bunch of white kids. Yeah, it was diverse. <laughs> yeah, like, that's yep. yeah, that's that's what a Queens high school is like. It's a very diverse student body. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's or like just the neighborhoods and stuff. I was like, that's yep, yeah, that's Queens. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that, that's so true. You know, like you know, because because I when you see like films nowadays, like you know, even like it bugs me when I watch like even watching Cloverfield. You know, living in New York, there's no way they walk from Wall Street to 59th Street in that amount of time, and the, you know the whole oh, thing, <laughs> the whole thing is supposed <laughs> to take place in real time, where like they're walking and they're all automatically there. But you know, little things like that bother me when I watch movies about New York because you know, living in New York oh, all my life, I was like, nope, this is not it. This is this is not how you do it. Yeah. You know, so I'm like there's not a subway there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's what no. <laughs> <laughs> But those are the things I didn't notice before I moved. Oh, okay. Down here, I'm like, oh, wait, hold on a minute. Yep, I know. When you watch it now, you'll have a totally different appreciation for it. No, don't get me wrong. It's a great movie, oh, yeah. but but New York is like, nope, there's no way you can walk that in that amount of time. No way. Oh, you know? no, no. Plus, I also noticed where, you know, what neighborhood something's filmed in. And yeah. They're saying it's a different neighborhood. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's, that's not in Queens. That's in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is so true. Um, David, a, a quick question for you. Um, of all the slasher guys that are there from Freddy to Michael to Chucky to Ghostface, where do you rank Art the Clown? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Putting you on the spot there. Oh, that's a hard one. I, I, I would say... Jeez, I mean, he—he's not Freddy. Um, I don't—I don't think you can surpass Freddy. Yeah. But I, I would say he's—he's kind of up there, you know, with Freddy in that area. Yeah. Because he was like—he's he, a lot like Freddy. I always like to say Art is kind of like Freddy Krueger in Harper Marx had a bastard child, and that would be Art the Clown. Ooh, whoa, so, yeah. that's twisted. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And will there be an Art the Clown action figure for you? God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like that's a that's a dream of mine to have a, a like a NECA or a McFarlane figure of yes. Art and have a Funko Pop figure. That's that's something oh. that makes me so freaking happy because Ye- I love that kind of stuff. I'm such a big geek. Yeah, I, I like if I had more room in my place, I would have so many action figures and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> so that that's that's always been a goal of mine ever since I was a kid. I was like, I want to have my own action figure one day. So that, <laughs> oh, that would make my life. <laughs> uh, a few more questions for you, David. Um, favorite favorite food in the city? Oh gosh, uh, Italian. Italian food. So much good Italian here. Yeah. Oh, I had this. I had. Uh, I had an amazing pizza just the other night. Oh, pizza! It's called Rivalta. Oh. oh my god! It was. It, it just. It just had salami and buffalo mozzarella on it, but it was just such a good pizza. Oh shit! So I miss pizza of New York. Oh my god! I miss it. Oh, it was so good. Oh, have you had? Have you had a um a moussaka yet? No, I have not. Oh, I think that's a that's a um, I believe it's a Greek dish, I believe, and because it's, oh, okay. it's, it's, it's you know is pretty much a lot of Greeks out there too, but it's pretty good. Yeah, look, yeah, it's pretty. I, good. I haven't actually had a lot of Greek food, oddly enough, because I know a lot of it has a lot of nuts in it. And I don't do nuts. Oh, so like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I need to try more. I need to try. I, I, I'm such a weirdo. I usually stick to what I know, and I need to diversify myself more. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the city, you definitely have to. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's like I usually don't eat out a lot. I usually just cook for myself. So it's just like you know, just to save money. It's like I would eat out 
uh, when I go on dates or like when, when I used to wait tables, I would just usually eat at the place. That's where I really, I used to work in an Italian place. So I ate a lot of good Italian food there. That was that was the perk of the job. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, uh, you can be jealous, man, because uh, it's good Italian food out there, man. Oh, uh, and I didn't have to pay for it. That even made it better. <laughs> yep, five finger discount is always great. <laughs> oh my god! So much cheese! Oh, so much cheese! <laughs> so much cheese! <laughs> David, um, do you have a personal model you go by? Ah, oh, gosh, yeah. I'm like, my thing is just like live the life you want to live. It's just like live life. This is that's something I learned from Stefan before he passed away, and also from my mom. Yeah. Like, that was Stefan's motto once he learned once he learned he had cancer was live life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I go by. Live life. It's awesome. like that, that was my mom's and our final conversation with each other. She's like. Don't live the life you think you have to live. Mm-hmm. Live the life you want to live. Wow. Because you only get one shot at this. So that's, that's something I've always kept in my mind. And like, I, I could have stayed in Alabama teaching in a classroom and lived a very comfortable life. Yeah. You know, a stable life. But I wouldn't have had the experiences that I've had. I've had a struggle oh, yeah. over these years trying to you know, pursue this career. But I've had amazing experiences doing it that I would never have imagined that I would have experienced. Yeah. And I, it's because I decided to get out of that my shell, get out of that little bubble, and just live life. Mm-hmm. And I'm enjoying it. No yeah. regrets there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, live a life without regrets. That's a good motto. Yeah. Um, I lost my father years ago, too, and I, I know you lost your mom. Um, it's always hard. Like, it's not that you don't think about them sometimes, but it's sometimes, like, moments, like, holidays hit, you're like, oh, shit. You know, like, you know, it, it'll hit uh, sometimes yeah. and whatnot. Like, do you get, like, oh, homesick when you're in the city? Like, does it hit you harder when you're, in, you know, by yourself in the city in New York? And It, it will hit me more during like the holiday season okay. i get like basically november through february i'm kind of melancholic because that's like i you know that the holiday season is and then like february is when my my mom's birthday was and also when i lost my mom so that whole entire time period wow. was a little, uh, for me at times wow is it was it like the middle of february or early february or it was uh mid-february oh okay she passed away so yeah, it's like right after Valentine's Day. Oh great! So like Valentine's Day is like okay, here we go. You know, here's Valentine's yeah, Day again. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. It's like it's like that was like almost 17 years ago, and still it 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 still hits me. It's it's really weird how it gets. It's just like yeah, yeah. You know, you deal. Yeah, you, you learn to deal with it. Yeah, you know, it's like I I just use. I learned to channel the pain that I had into motivation. You know, it's like to like motivate me to do more with my life, and like because I, I I like to think I'm making my mom proud in my own way right now. So yeah, you definitely are Art the Clown. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, my final question for you, David, is what would the David of today tell the David of yesterday? I gosh, I have I've actually thought of that a lot. I, so many times, I wish I could just go back to myself and like my eighth. Grade year because yeah. I, mean, I, I committed I, I'm not committed but I, I tried to commit suicide in my 8th grade year because I was you know bullied so much oh my god I was going through so much because I had just lost my grandmother which was, who I was very close to and I got bullied because I was upset about that in school 
So it was a hard time for me, and I, oh. I, I so many times I would love to just be able to go back to that my my eighth grade self and like give him a big huge hug and be like, dude, everything's gonna work out just fine. Like these assholes that are like harassing you and making fun of you, they're gonna be eating crow one day. Yeah. They're they're gonna be stuck in like no nothing just you know just, just they're they're gonna be stuck in a life that they have not lived that they're gonna you know just dead in careers and you're gonna be doing amazing things one day so you know yeah that that's where they're peaking is high school you're gonna be doing amazing things after then so you're gonna be just fine wow wow um how like like, was you that close to actually doing it? Like, what stopped you from doing it? Like, oh, jeez. I mean, it's like, it was my mom came across like uh, a journal entry I had done for my English class, you know, that it was that I, I had just gotten fed up with everything and I was going to, I was going to go try to drown myself in the, the creek oh, wow. behind our house. And oh, shit. she luckily came across that and, ran out there right before I was about to jump in and grabbed me. So it's like, you know, <sighs> that's when, yeah, <laughs> I wow. was that close. It was, it was, I was that close. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> what did, did, did she whip your butt? Or did she say anything? Like what, no, what happened? <laughs> no, no. She did the opposite. You know, she just embraced me. And yeah. Like, you know, she's like, We're going to get you help. Yeah. We're going to get you help. And that, that's what they, they got me into therapy and, you know, also got me into Taekwondo. Wow. Uh, I took Taekwondo for a while because she's like, you need to be able to defend yourself against these kids. Yeah. And it, there yeah. was a moment in my ninth grade year when I was being harassed on a school trip by two different uh, bullies. And both of them, I finally just snapped it and had it and beat the crap out of them. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when people stopped harassing me. Yeah. It's just like, you know, sometimes you have to. To just punch back. <laughs> yeah. It's weird because a lot of people don't do therapy, especially like, you know, a lot of like old school folks. I don't know. I don't want to say Midwest or whatnot. It depends or the city. But people are like, oh, you could just tough it out. Don't worry. Um, therapy yeah. does help, correct? It does help. But at the same time, you know, a lot of my therapist was like, just, you know, got to tell the bullies not to do this, to stop. And blah, blah, yeah. like, yeah, that doesn't work. But like I said, you, sometimes you just have to punch back. Yeah. Wow. That's that's awesome. You know, I'm you know, everything happens for a reason and look where you look where you're at today. Yeah, I, I look at that's how I look at it. That that kind of stuff made me stronger. Yeah. It, it kinda of put a fire under my butt to just like do more like to prove those naysayers wrong one day. Yeah. Those bullies are watching like, I bullied Art the Cloud. That's him. I bullied yeah. him, you know. <laughs> Probably it, it was weird. I actually went back to my high school reunion uh two weeks ago. It was, it was oh, really? interesting how that went. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Wow. <laughs> wow, so did did you see your actual bulliers? Did you see them? Not really, not really them. I, oh. I think those people have just gone off. No, I know, like one of them's serving a life sentence in jail right now for uh, murder. Oh, so I'm like, well, that makes sense. Wow. <laughs> oh shit. His name's Brian Story. I don't care about trash talking him. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian Story, you hear he that? Actually, <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's serving a life sentence because it was actually during our senior year of high school he went into uh, Circle C and. 
robbed the place and shot a woman in the chest with a shotgun for oh. thirty. I think like thirty four dollars. Holy shit! Now he's serving life sentence in jail. Him, he was always a piece of crap. Wow. <laughs> he he has it all coming to him. He 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 deserves it. You know. Wow. It's like you know those those guys. I have no sympathy. I I I I, I just don't have sympathy for bullies. Yeah. You know, it's like you know. So I was like, yep. Wow. So so did you have a pleasant? You had a pleasant reunion, seeing everybody. That you know, I really did. It was yeah, it was okay. nice. It was interesting seeing who. Like, a lot of my old crew wasn't there. Yeah. So, like, we're all of us, the nerds, all those arts, arty kids, we, a lot of them just didn't come back. Yeah. But that, that was the thing I thought was interesting. It's like, you no, know, it's like the ones that had moved away were those of us that were, like, more of the, 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 the fringes of the, 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 the school, you know, they were the, the nerds and stuff. We all moved away and went off to do cool things with our lives the ones that stayed there and just <laughs> just stayed yeah. were like the cool kids yeah it's like that's i guess i guess that was their comfort zone yeah that's and so it was like yeah and it was interesting seeing that those those same kids like like those of us that came back were like yeah we're like the metropolitan ones <laughs> yeah like we all ended up like went to an after party at a local bar and there was only one table we could all sit at so like we realized like we were sitting at the mean girls table all the cheerleaders and stuff like that and we're like oh wow they're they're still trapped in that land of like oh oh, oh my gosh oh, oh my gosh <laughs> like they, they, we sat at the table with them and they're kind of like they look down at us like, who are these people? Who are they? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we, we like she lives in D.C. She's doing amazing things in D.C. I live in New York. This person lives in San Francisco. This person lives in, you know, uh, like, uh, God, I'm everywhere. Like, <laughs> it's like we're actually doing amazing things with our lives career-wise. Yeah. Like, we got out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, what? You sell insurance. How nice. <laughs> I know, but, but but you notice, like, like from you moving from Alabama to going to New York and being diversified with different people, seeing all different nationalities, different races, and a Moroccan guy cutting your hair, working at an Italian restaurant. It's like yeah. you appreciate all that, all, all you know, the culture that you absorb going back over there and it seemed like there's people who would never experience what you experience and people have that same yeah. mindset like they won't they don't they're set in their ways they won't change their ways you know yeah it's it's sad. i kind of feel sad for them because i'm like there's so much more out there yeah there is it's, it's an amazing world outside of alabama yeah <laughs> there's so much more to the world that you're just not seeing and experiencing and it makes yeah. me sad and and I, I and I understand that's why a lot of these people have those closed-minded, you know, mentalities towards different people of different races and you know walks of life is because they haven't experienced that. Yeah. They haven't gotten outside of their comfortable bubble and actually sat down and had conversations with these people that they kind of fear in some ways. I'm like, no, you don't understand that. They're all humans. We're all humans. It doesn't matter what race or ethnicity or whatever. It's like we're all human beings. We all have our own experiences and life stories. It's like go out there and experience the world and get to know these people. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's 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 just crazy. Even you know me living in Wisconsin now. There's a lot of people that are like kind of close-minded and they think they know it all. But <laughs> you just yeah. you know you just know your town and know like from what you see on TVs or music videos or whatnot. But you know there's a bigger life out there. You know it's and it's oh there really is. You know that's what I love about New York is is like it's it's given me a much broader mindset towards the world. It's it's because you see, this is this city is such a you know probably the most diverse city in the world. Yeah. Because we have people from everywhere living here, and everybody lives together and works together. Yeah. And it works. Everybody functions here. That's what's amazing about this city is like you have people from every walk of life living here, and somehow the city works. Everybody finds a way to find common things with each other and we all make it work and i think i wish the rest of the world could figure that out exactly exactly uh david thank you so much for talking to me man um plug your social media yeah plug your social media plug any upcoming events you have going on or yeah sure well um i'm I'm doing a few cons coming up i'm gonna be at chiller in new jersey at the end of this month on like the 26th through the 28th i believe oh okay and next month i'm gonna be in chicago at uh days of the dead it's oh. mid, mid-november i'll be there and the next next year i'm doing a whole slew of conventions so <laughs> a lot of days of the dead a lot of mad monster party basically every month i'm, do- I'm doing basically a convention at least once a month wow so I'm excited. So, you know, just, I'll be all over. I'll, I think I'm doing one up in Canada, even at one point up in Ontario. So I'm excited about that. I think that's in April. <laughs> I have yeah. to look at my calendar. So, yeah, I'm doing that. Um, uh, possibly filming like a uh, short film at the end of the, the year as well. So oh, we're sweet. in negotiations about that right now. And, okay. you know, other than that, I'm just auditioning as much as I can. Hopefully, you know, someone, someone out there in Hollywood will pick up on terrifier and want to cast me in something yeah <laughs> we'll see <laughs> who knows who knows you know? yeah <laughs> i would love to join the cw shows especially <laughs> since they brought in batwoman oh yes love love to be part of gotham city on there yeah <laughs> if you know <laughs> i know of a certain clown that i would love to play yep but um other than that, you can just, you know, follow me on, like, Twitter under David H. Thornton, I believe. Um, Instagram, Facebook, David Howard Thornton. I can't add people now to, like, Instagram and Facebook because I've reached my limit. And I'm like, ah! But yeah. I still can follow people on Twitter, so <laughs> yeah. I-, I can follow you there if you follow me there, so. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's. I, I that, that. put limits on who you can follow. I was going to say, that's when you know you made it, when you're maxed out. You're like, okay, yeah, I got 5,000 people. I'm good, <laughs> you know? Oh, it drives me nuts because I want to follow everybody that follows me. And then I'm like, oh, no, I can't. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> and I don't want to delete people. So I'm like, ah, oh, man, come on. Uh, David, man, I appreciate, you. I appreciate you being open and honest about your life. And um, I appreciate the conversation. And, man, um, good luck to you. And I know there will be a terrifier, too. So um, get ready for those. Yeah. You know, get ready for extra killings and inventive ways of killing in that movie, man. And um, good luck to you in your career. And who knows? I'm in Wisconsin. I'll probably go to the Days of the Dead in Chicago. Probably meet up with you, man. And yeah, definitely. Get a beer definitely. or something. You know, and hang out. Woo-hoo. All right. <laughs> Thank you. And I hope every. 
Peace out. No problem. I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.